0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap
1: box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 493. I'm your host Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox Penthouse. Yet again. And uh, I did manage last week. I went on a long run. A 17-miler. 17 17-miler. 17 and I went under a bridge. Under a bridge. Uh, I didn't do heroin like the, in the Chili Pepper song. And I didn't... I didn't shit under a bridge. Didn't, didn't shit. No, there was no projectile shit up against a wall. I managed to get... Go- I mean I didn't feel great during the run. It was a miserable run. Not as shitty as the last week's run though. Not as shitty, not as shitty. And uh <laughs> it it I hated running slightly less, I guess. I fucking hate winter running though. It's the fucking worst, man. You get below freezing and it's just it's fucking miserable and then you run in snow and ice. And it's it's just terrible. I have friends that love it. That's their favorite shit. I'm like fuck this, fuck that, fuck it, fuck it all. <laughs> of course, I as a the older I get, the more I'm just about that with winter in general. And as a kid, I loved it. I loved winter. I loved when it snowed, mainly because I got off school, but <laughs> uh, also because I did enjoy playing in the snow. I would go out. Well, I may have gone shirtless, but I know I definitely, I was going to say I went shirtless, but I know I at least went out in short sleeves on more than one occasion, and I enjoyed sledding. I would love just, like, running through, like, big piles of snow and shit. I do still like the look of snow honestly like you know scenic landscapes covered in snow I don't really care so much about you know being out in it so much anymore mainly to the fact that you know having to deal with you know my car and stuff and I really don't uh <laughs> i really do not like uh um just being in in the really fucking cold. and and running uh (laughs) all that stuff it is it's not great it's not great and uh anyway um (laughs) yeah so uh i was running the other night wednesday night to be to be uh more specific it was a another longish run it was like nine miles and it was another cold fucking night cold cold night um Think over the night, it might have gotten down to single digits. I'm not sure. When I started the run, it was maybe 20 degrees, and I don't know what the fucking windshield was. But it was not great, Uh, and um, so I I get you know it took me it takes me forever to get ready for a run in the winter. That's one of the another downsides. Like I got to put on like eight layers. Like, when it's that fucking cold, when it's, like, way below freezing. I got to put all kinds of layers, like I had mentioned, I guess, when I talked about shitting on the bridge, under the bridge, whatever. Uh, (laughs) The brown sun. Um, You know, put a sock on my junk, which I didn't do that night, which I probably should have. It was a little cold. Should have covered, should have chili peppered it. Should have Anthony Kiedis get the sock on my dick. Should have pulled the flea. Didn't. Um, But it was a little cold in the crotch region. Not, like, terrible, but uh, only when you're running into the wind. It's really a problem. But uh, as I was going, I had gotten, finally gotten everything done uh, on. I had played it up almost like Boba Fett when he's putting on his armor. It's like a <laughs> whole process. That's what, like, running in the winter is. Like layer up, cover yourself in vaseline, which I do in the summertime too i just i don't i chafing's a problem, get in there in between the thighs, get just a glob of petroleum jelly, just like uh lather it up, lather it up. you don't want that red ring of death around your asshole, you know it's not good, and uh your my feet have issues with uh getting real messed up if i I run a lot without uh any kind of lubricant down there, and uh <laughs> anywho's. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I got all geared up and uh, probably went up and down the stairs a few times because I tend to always forget something in winter running. Like, so many layers. Like, oh, fuck, I forgot this. Go back upstairs. Get that. Go back downstairs. Layer up some more. And then, like, fuck, I forgot another thing. Forgot my gloves. Got to go get that. <laughs> it's a long fucking process. But I finally get everything ready to roll. And I open up my front door to go start running right outside my front door. It's uh, one nice thing about the penthouse here is I I can uh, (laughs) easily start a run from here, unlike at the bunker where we lived on a highway, and it wasn't the greatest highway to, like, run along. There was no shoulder. didn't particularly like doing all of that. And uh, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) I did that. Uh, I did all that stuff got it uh started to go anyway i open up the door and uh <laughs> as i'm talking about this i'm getting thrown off cuz my friends are on messenger here talking about running in the morning and uh it's convenient as i'm talking about how much running sucks in the winter but uh <laughs> that's why i'm a little distracted anyway again i open my front door and looking straight up from me from the ground is a is a cat just like trying to get warm, I'm assuming again, because it's like maybe twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Probably a little bit colder. And it, it as I ran it got colder. But like I saw him there and like he seemed real he was not really freaked out by me. He didn't seem like a feral cat at all. And so uh I uh I didn't recognize him. He didn't look like any of the cats I had seen nearby. And I know my one neighbor's to the one side of me here. They've got, uh, like two outside cats, but they've been keeping them inside here lately. Cause again, it's been fucking cold where I'm assuming they've been let them inside. Otherwise I don't know where they're at, <laughs> probably trying somewhere trying to stay warm. Um, but, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, again, they were, uh, nowhere to be seen for a, a while. So I'm assuming, you know, most people, if they got outside cats right now that they're, they're keeping them inside. Cause it's been fucking miserably cold. There's been snow and, and such and ice, and uh, <clears throat> so I figured the cat was just trying to get warm. It seemed that way. It was laying, I mean, it was laying right up against my door, and I opened it, and <laughs> I'm like, hey, he seemed like really cool with me and just like totally fine with people. He wasn't hissing or, or anything. He seemed like he just wanted to get warm, and uh, but he didn't seem like he was like deathly ill or anything, that uh, like I needed to be concerned. Immediately at this instant, and I thought, well, you know, maybe it's somewhere in the, someone that lives nearby, someone in my on my street or something. The cat just happened to <laughs> run off or whatever, get on my uh, on my on my porch there on the on the door, and then just kind of hang out there to stay warm. So I uh, was <clears throat> like, well, if if I get done with this run and you're still here, buddy, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to find something to do with you here, uh, <laughs> and. And then I, I ran for, like, a little over an hour and a half-ish, or ish, hour and a half-ish. And sure enough, when I got back, uh, the uh, the little fellow was still there, still uh, laying up against my door. <laughs> and so I was like, well, shit, all right. <laughs> I don't know if you live around here, or if someone dropped you off, or if you're, you're just, like, missing. But uh, I guess, uh, you know, I can't let this poor little guy, he seems, like, real friendly. He was uh, white with, like, orange spots. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'll let you in. I mean, like, I don't really want a cat, but <laughs> I really want to take care of any animals. Uh, mainly for the uh, monetary reasons. I'm kind of a little short on the on the funds these days, and I'm really trying to, you know, minimize my spending. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, it it takes a little bit of money to take care of some animals. And uh, then there's the whole cat hair thing. Didn't particularly want cat hair on all my stuff. I have to clean more and uh, all that good stuff. You know, clean shit and piss out of a litter box. Not not the greatest thing in the world. One cat is not too bad. But, uh, I, I mean, I've done it plenty of times in my lifetime. It's not, you know, I can manage cleaning a litter box, I suppose. Um, but, uh, I mean, I like cats. Anyway. So the little guy's there. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll let you in, buddy. And uh, (laughs) I opened up the door, and he hesitated a little bit. And I thought he was just being a little skittish because he got up kind of slow and stuff. And uh, it took me a little bit to realize what exactly was going on with him. But uh, he was walking really funny. And he went into my downstairs bathroom at first, which is uh, like right when you walk into the left, there's a small bathroom. Uh, half a bathroom, just a a toilet and sink in there, and then uh, he went in there and like went behind the toilet and stuff, which kind of weird. Kind of <laughs> laid there for a second, and then he he got up and like was walking around and again. I noticed he's like walking really funny, and it, it took me—I don't think it took quite a minute, but it seemed like a little little too long, too much longer than it should have. <laughs> I realized why is he walking funny? He hurt his leg or something? I realized, oh no, he's missing a leg is uh hes a tripod. He's a tripod. This one, and uh, but uh, he—it uh, didn't stop him. He was uh, going up and down the stairs. Uh, I mean, it, he wasn't like bleeding all over the place. The cat didn't just like get hit by a car or something. This was something that happened—must have happened a long time ago. I mean, it—it uh, it looked like it had been amputated, and then the uh, fur had grown back over that area and stuff. So, I mean, he's—he seems good. <laughs> seems good. I mean, he was a clean cat. He didn't look mangy or anything. So if you know somebody in the Washington, Missouri area and they're missing a three-legged cat, hit me up. But, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I let him in there and, uh, I mean, he was super nice cat. I mean, this cat, like he was very happy that I let him in and I got him. I didn't, I don't have any animals here, so I had to get uh whatever I could for him. I got him a bowl of water and, uh, Hooked him up with uh, a piece of lunch meat, got him some ham, some swine, and uh, to be more specific, boar's head. I mean, I'm giving this cat some gourmet shit here. I'm giving him boar's head that is the uh, rosemary sun-dried tomato ham. Some good shit, good shit. Get that from Schnokes Deli. And uh, <laughs> like, I feel like that's like one of the few like splurges as far as food goes. Like, I pay a little bit too much for my lunch meat. Other than that, I don't really buy anything, like, worth much money. There's a lot of ramen in my diet. But anyway, <laughs> I digress yet again. And so he uh, the, the kid, he's, like, eating a little bit on, uh, on the ham and uh, not real interested in eating and took a little bit of water and uh, I started, you know, uh, getting changed and stuff because I mean, smelly ass layers of clothing and sweated like all inside my run clothes so I had to change all that and then that was the night that the latest episode of the book of Boba Fett came out and it's the best episode in which also Boba Fett not in it at all <laughs> not in it at all it's all about Mando it's another episode of The Mandalorian which shows how much I just love The Mandalorian that's such a good show uh, but <laughs> anyway I it was I ended up having to watch that episode like three or four times after this because uh, the cat did distract me a little bit as he was very much wanting attention and stuff and uh, climbing up on me and like uh, just you know purring and rubbing rubbing up against me and just like oh he's like thank you for like letting me in here as uh, I don't know how long he was outside but he struck me as a like an indoor cat I don't feel like this cat was an outside cat at all by his just the way he was excited to be inside (laughs) and just how affectionate he was and all that obviously he's around he's spent around a lot of time around people not afraid of them or for some reason maybe I just you know put him uh, at ease somehow Uh, but uh, so after a while and uh, after I I make my dinner and uh watching some Book of Boba Fett (laughs) and uh Thankfully, I think I had already eaten. I'd fin- or no, no, I had, I had uh, some ra I had just finished eating some uh, uh, hot wings, which I did splurge a little bit on that. Some a small thing of hot wings I got from Schnucks, which they are just way too expensive right now. But I had also, then I was cooking some ramen. As I was cooking the ramen, of course, watching this awesome episode of the Book of Boba Fett, the uh, the the kitty, which. I it's like if I end up taking care of this cat, which it may may end up being a thing. I, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm thinking there's probably somebody looking for him. Uh, but if I should end up with this cat at some point, I I would totally name him Terry Fox because uh, he's Terry Fox is the legendary runner from Canada who at 20 years old had lost his leg. He had his leg amputated. And he ran almost the whole distance of Canada from uh I think he went east to west, if I remember correctly. I think. <laughs> I don't think it was west to east. I think he went east to west. And he made it almost the whole way it was over three thousand miles, but he almost made it the full length of Canada. But his he had cancer. That's why he had lost the leg originally. And uh he uh uh after getting the leg like, amputated, that's when he decided to run across Canada and he raised a bunch of money for cancer research. He was like, I think the like the first person to raise like a lot of money for cancer research. This was 1980. And he, uh, again, made it like 3000 something miles and the cancer had came back. And then uh, he ended up having to stop the run, unfortunately. But he's a, he's a hero in Canada and they have like statues and shit of him, And, uh, <laughs> But it again. That's this is what why I would name the cat. I would name him Fox. But I thought about it too. Like you know, I I love. I used to watch X Files a lot too. So Fox is a a cool name. But uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd like to call him Terry. But Fox is Fox is cool. I like that. And, and also, if I just want to go full X Files, I could just call him Agent Mulder. That sounds great because there's also that episode of uh, <laughs> my favorite episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there's an episode where they uh, they go to get a junkyard dog and they go to this junkyard to find a dog because they want to get this thing to protect the bar. <laughs> and uh, the guy at the junkyard's like, well, I don't have a dog. Got a cat. <laughs> and they're like, all right, I guess we'll take the cat. And they get this junkyard cat, this fucking crazy, magy-ass cat and uh, complete opposite of the the cat I found as well as of right now we'll just call him Fox. I have no idea what the cat's name is. Um and uh in the that episode though they uh they end up calling the, the cat Agent Jack Bauer as in uh twenty four Keith Keith or Sutherland's uh character there, Jack Bauer. <laughs> but they keep calling him Agent Jack Bauer. <laughs> or there's just something funny just calling him like such a long name, like Agent Jack Bauer, and just calling him Agent. It would be cool to just call the cat Agent Moulder. <laughs> uh, but Fox is cool too. What's up, Fox? But uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I didn't know what sh- what I should do with the cat exactly. If you know how to go about it, but I have friends that uh, shelter animals a lot. Uh, the main one being my friend Megan, uh, who uh, her running na- nickname is Balls. By the, the the fun fact, I've talked about her many times on the podcast. Uh, but uh, she's the one who told me what to wipe with if i have to shit out on the Katy trail before uh <laughs> she's got all kinds of helpful helpful uh knowledge and uh she uh she works with uh like the humane society well she doesn't like work for them i guess i but she she helps them a lot and uh will uh shelter animals uh quite frequently um and so I was like well I got to call call Megan see what uh she suggests to do with this kitty. And so she got on uh there's a Facebook group uh Franklin County uh Missing and Found Pets something along that the lines of that. Um but so if you just go on like Facebook and like search missing pets and if you're in this area in, like the Franklin County area it'll probably be one of the first things that pops up there though they uh <coughs> Megan often uh, gets strays, and then that's, like, what she ends up, like, sheltering. And then she'll post there about the cat and such. And then, uh, you know, I, I even asked her. Uh, hopefully I get to see her tomorrow and talk to her about some of this stuff. But uh, I know she uh, – I don't know if she's had a whole lot of luck finding, like, owners and stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people, of course, unfortunately, end up dumping animals. Uh. <coughs> So, you know, there's not always someone looking for them. And, you know, I feel like this cat's probably got a, a family that cares for him because it does cost a lot to get an amputation. It's like $500 to $1,000 to get an amputation for a cat. And it, it, the cat's amputated. He's uh, – and uh, Megan, of course, when I talked to her, she, you know, telling me what does she should do, she posted on Facebook the stuff, the pictures I sent her, and – uh then she was, you know, took contacted to the shelters and stuff, and the vet, and been like, see if anybody reported a missing cat. And uh, then she uh, she uh, took the the little fella. Well, he's not little; he's a good sized cat, good sized cat. And uh, fun fact too, like uh, missing a leg didn't seem to really slow him down too bad. <laughs> like he. He wasn't exactly running like super fast or anything, but he, it was kind of like a hop, which did definitely remind me of the runner Terry Fox. But, uh, <clears throat> and he can jump really high, even with having, it's it's his front leg, by the way. It's not his uh, hind leg, but uh, he was able to jump onto my counters and such. So uh, <clears throat> he wasn't really, I mean, he was clearly accustomed to not having that, that leg there. And, uh, anyway, so, uh, Megan ended up, uh, we waited a few hours and then, uh, she ended up, uh, taking him, came over and, uh, cause, uh, I didn't have anything. I didn't know how well he'd respond to a car ride (laughs) and I didn't have a pet carrier. So she came over with the pet carrier and I I felt like I betrayed him. (laughs) She, uh, when she put him in the, uh, the pet carrier, I felt like I was really betraying him there. He like, uh. He wasn't too happy about that. He really fought trying to go in there. He wasn't, like, hissing or anything, but, like, he was clawing the side with his, you know, one front leg trying to prevent, like, going in the pet carrier. It was, a, it was kind of a small one for him, too. But it's just what she had. It was a short trip, at least. I was like, you know, it takes, like, two minutes to drive to Megan's house from here, if that Uh. And uh, but yeah, it was like I felt a little. I'm like, oh man, sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, dude. But she, I mean, she he's not in a he's not in a cage or anything right now. He's she's he's just out and about at her house. She's got a little bed for him. She's got like three other cats she's fostering right now. But uh, she took him to the vet the next day and then uh, checked him to see if he was chipped. He wasn't chipped. Of course, he didn't have a collar. I mean, that's the first thing I checked for. The cat seem really clean and stuff though. I, I feel like like he's definitely like a house cat living in somebody's house. Um but uh then again, you know, people are, you know, hurting financially now with the prices of everything, you know. There's people that just, you know, can't afford to feed animals and stuff and there's a you know, there is that chance that somebody might have just dumped them around here, like picked this street because there's you know, several houses on the street and then just, you know, dumped them. I don't know. It's really hard to know. I, like, created backstories for this cat. (laughs) And, uh, like, how he might have lost the leg, you know, because my first initial thought was maybe he got hit by a car at some point and lost a leg, which often happens with animals. You know, that's what happens when you live around people. There's a lot of vehicles. Unfortunately, you know, they get in the road and shit happens. But then, you know, it it could be... (laughs) Somebody could have tortured the poor thing, like wrapped a, a fucking cord around it. And there's there's a lot of shit that could happen. Or whatever, you know, an animal could have attacked it, fucked his leg up. There's a lot of stuff. Or, you know, it, it could be something insane. Like that cat could have been in Kabul, Afghanistan, whenever it fell to the Taliban. And uh, it got hit by an IED, you know, an, an improvised explosive device. As he was trying to save some Afghani children this cat, you know, dragging these Afghani children gets hit by an IED, <laughs> loses the leg. And then, uh, you know, because of his heroic, uh, you know, uh, gesture, they, uh, end up putting him on one of the last flights out of Kabul. And then he ends up here and somehow, <laughs> somehow somebody lets him out by my street. That's it. And, uh, and, he, and he's a hero, you know, there's, there's that, there's that pot that it's a very, you know, unlikely possibility, but it's a possibility, you know, it's a possibility <laughs> when you don't know <laughs> what happened. It could be anything, really. It could be anything that an alien could have abducted him and done, done some tests and then taken the leg, you know, um, he could have owed a drug dealer some money for some reason, like ate, like, their stash or something, ate some of their meth, and then they were like, well, I'll show you, cat. I'll take your fucking leg. I mean, there could be, like, all kinds of scenarios here. He could have saved another cat from, like, uh, a train. The cat tried to, you know, a kitten was sitting in front of the, on the train tracks, and then uh, Fox went over there, you know, pulled him out of the way, and then got his legs stuck in there when the train came, and then, bam, gone. Again, another hero situation. I feel like Fox is a hero. He's he's a hero somehow. I did see, man. I was watching. Uh, I was watching stuff on three-legged cats after uh, having him here <laughs> that night because I was curious about uh, you know things to look for. Like if you know if I should have to end up uh, taking care of this fella. That uh, you know things I, things I might want to consider. Uh, like. Uh, how to, you know, care for a cat that's missing a leg. I didn't think it'd be all that different from a normal cat, but, you know, why not? Let's see what there's, because obviously somebody's probably going to have some advice on that on YouTube, and sure enough, they did. Basically, there's stuff, you know, like, hey, you know, make it easier for them to get on, like, furniture and stuff so they don't have to jump so much and all that good stuff. A lot of it, though, is just like on tips the cats that just recently lost a leg because if they just lost it. You know, it's hard for them to adapt. But this cat's already. It seems like he's he's been good for a while. He's he's used to that not being there. I was. It was a little weird <laughs> being around him and that, and then just. Like, when he, like, come rub up against me and stuff, and, like, you expect, like, him to walk over and actually, but he's got to basically, like, li- almost, like, lay down to, like, rub up against you and stuff where, like, put that one leg on you and, like, kind of claw. He- Thankfully, he had his claws still because he was able to kind of grasp a hold of me with the claws. He wasn't, like, digging in, but, like, it <laughs> would have felt really bad if he didn't have claws, man. Like, it would really suck to be missing a leg and, like, no claws. I feel like that's like this four cat would not survive outside very long with, you know, no claws and missing a leg. Anyway. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> there was that and uh and yeah, as uh that's like pretty much been what I've been thinking about since Wednesday is the cat. Anyway, yeah, shit. Again. This is this podcast is nothing but me just saying anyway a bunch of times. But uh I <laughs> what i was going to get to is i was after i was watching these videos of three-legged cats in my feed because of this showed up a, a video of a three-legged dog that uh he was fairly young i guess at the time he got hit by a, a a car there was no hero situation for him he was not in Kabul when it when it fell there was no uh improvised explosive device it was a car ran over his uh, two front legs and they were able to save the one but he had like several screws in it and he can't put a whole lot of weight on the one front leg, it's both front legs. Like they amputated the one front leg and then the uh, other leg, like they've got like bolts and shit in it. Like, and he can't really use it very well. And this dog will (laughs) stand up right. Like a person most of the time and like run like pretty fucking fast on just the two legs on his hind legs. Pretty crazy stuff. seems like a really cool dog, (laughs) really cool dog. I imagine like it would be really awesome to just take that dog for a walk. And just see people's reactions, you know? Because I've seen other dogs that weren't missing any legs in like videos, people that I found on like Instagram. Like there's this Russian dog that occasionally like walk on his hind legs and shit. And, you know, people get some uh, good reactions out of that. I mean, it's not every day you see a dog just walking around on their hind legs, especially for like a long period of time, you know? Like this, is, <laughs> this dog, this dog runs. With on its hind legs, and it's, it's pretty crazy. It looks like it's you know pretending to be a human, but you know it's just adapting to its to its uh, life, really. Because at that point, I mean, that's you know what you got to do if you're you're you've lost a limb or whatever. You just you know you adapt, adapt or die. You know so. Uh, <laughs> but uh,
0: <clears throat> man,
1: it would suck for me to to lose a leg, but I I think uh, I could adapt to that better than losing an arm man, it would just suck balls to lose an arm like legs, which this poor cat, you know, this pretty much lost an arm. Cause this is the front front leg, you know? And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the, the, I could cope better with losing a leg is I could at least get a prosthetic to like run around on and get those, uh, cool Oscar Pistorius ones. You know, the guy that fucking murdered his girlfriend, <clears throat> that, uh, ran on blades. I could still run, you know, but I'd have a hell of a time getting a a good prosthetic to be able to still like play video games with like using both hands and shit, using mouse and keyboard would be a real bitch. <laughs> Unless I got like one of those advanced ones. Like there's Robert, there's a video of Robert Downey Jr. Um, this is several years old now, but he, uh, he went to, uh, visit this kid that was an amputee and, uh, he had lost an arm and he gave him like this fucking prosthetic arm, this fucking amazing prosthetic arm, which I would imagine would be hard for any family to afford. Uh, but it it looked like Iron Man's hand. It's fucking awesome. Um, if you just look up, (laughs) uh, I don't know, uh, Iron Man prosthetic arm or something on YouTube, you'll probably find it. Uh, but yeah, he gave like th- if I had something like that, maybe maybe it would be cool. Maybe I'd be able to play video games still. I don't know. <laughs> but if I couldn't play video games, life would be pretty fucking dull. <laughs> I guess I could still watch movies and shit. Maybe I'd be more uh, productive in life if I if I lost an arm. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to masturbate as much, especially if it was my right hand, you know. I mean, I'd find a way. <laughs> especially if it was only one arm, like I'd find a way, I guess. That, there, I guess nothing's really going to stop that, but I don't know that it would be quite as enjoyable. You know, not quite. I, there's, <laughs> now I'm just imagining if I lost a hand, I'd probably end up trying to find uh, other ways to, like, you know, get myself off. I'm just, like, imagining fucking, you know, fucked up weird things in my house, and it, it just doesn't sound like it's going to go well now that I'm thinking about it. There's going to be an instance where I'm going to get stuck in something, and there's there's going to be an ambulance that comes out and has to uh, get me out. And that's going to be – that's just not going to be pleasant. That's not going to be pleasant. So uh, hopefully I don't lose a, a, an arm. Let's let's hope on that. Uh, <laughs> just for the sake of the EMT that has to get my dick out of some device, get the jaws of life out to get my prick out, um, <laughs> what's left of it? Uh, after, I get, you know, getting smashed inside, I don't know what. I don't know what I would fucking hear other than my hand. <laughs> There's there's not a whole lot of good options, not a whole lot of good options. Um, <laughs> I'd probably I'd find something though, if, you know, hands were a problem. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, book of Boba Fett. The holy shit! That last episode, fantastic, amazing, and uh, nobody was fucking weird objects that I, I can recall in it. And I watched it like four times, that episode, and. Uh, Again, I don't I don't remember anybody fucking anything in it. Holy shit, man. That was that was a great fucking episode. It was just uh You get to see Mando being a bounty hunter again at the beginning, going after a bounty. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I mean there was some ups and downs in the episode. Like there's some there was a few things I, I didn't particularly care for. Like it did take me out a little bit that they had like the slaughterhouse thing going on and it had things that didn't look that looked out of place in Star Wars like the flaps that you'd see in real our real world here, <laughs> not in the Star Wars galaxy. Um that took me out of it a little bit. But uh I know that uh like some of the uh <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about his new ship. He's got the uh Naboo Starfighter, the NB, whatever the fuck it's called I don't remember what the uh, starfighter is called, but uh, it looks a lot cooler in the chromed-out version than the yellow one that they had in like uh, Phantom Menace. I'll, I'll say that it looks a lot better like that. That's Mando's thing, being all chromed out. Um, but uh, I feel like him not having the Razor Crest seems wrong because one, if he goes back to bounty hunting, which it sounds like he's he's working with Boba now and that he may not have to do any bounty hunting but he i feel like the starcrest or razorcrest my bad the razorcrest his ship his former ship that got destroyed was almost like a set piece in that you know there was a lot of scenes inside the razorcrest and he had he was able to put people in carbonite and uh, transport them in there so that's like he's not going to be able to do that in the starfighter man He's got, like, the one bubble in the back where a droid used to go, which I'm imagining Grogu's going to sit in now once they uh, hook up again. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you can't have, he can't transport other people. He's he's restricted in that manner. Like, my Mini Cooper might have more storage space in it than that Starfighter. I'm, I'm going to say it does. I'm going to say it does. And my Mini Cooper doesn't have shit for storage space. Not shit. I've accidentally uh <laughs> I've accidentally hit my horn more than once while getting in the car because again there's not a whole lot of room in there. There is not a whole lot. Mini is is not false advertising it. By calling it Mini is definitely not false advertisement. For the for the record in case you were wondering <laughs> if any I doubt anybody thought differently. uh, definitely uh, wish I would have gotten one slightly bigger but now there's like no way I'm trading in for any other vehicle right now is I'd pay like double or more (laughs) for the same car than I did when I bought this one which would be fucking horrible fucking horrible I don't like right now with the way things are prices on everything but like cars man I can't imagine buying another car ever again (laughs) as holy shit I'm gonna have to work four jobs be able to afford that uh but anyway yeah the uh <laughs> the razor crest did seem like i feel like you know mando needs that as uh even though it's cool to see him like you know going fast and stuff and maybe uh maybe being a more uh like dog fights and shit with this uh, starfighter here taking people out but, for a practical sense, I feel like for a bounty hunter, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have a ship that only really seats one person and possibly a baby Yoda <laughs> uh but uh but you know i'm I'm excited for mando. I love the mando and seeing him do some action with the uh dark Sabre and like accidentally cutting himself self and stuff it's good stuff and uh. I mean, I like pretty much the whole episode. It was cool seeing him, like, fix up the Starfighter and get that run in with him with uh Amy Sedaris that was in the classic Strangers with Candy, <laughs> which freaks me out because when she did that show, it was, like, you know, what, 20 years ago when that show came out? I'm not sure. It was Strangers with Candy it was a long time ago. But, like, the makeup and shit they put her in, they made her look, like, super old then. Like, she looks... Older than she is in real life now when she was in, like, Strangers with Candy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's a bit older now. But uh, *Stranger*, holy, that was a weird show. That was a weird show. I remember Tim Meadows being in there. I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember her being really strange in it. Um, Holy shit, it was Strangers with Candy. There we go. Hey, first thing that comes up when you say, it's definitely listening to me. Holy shit, 99. Yeah, so it's. 23 years ago it came out so it was it was a long time it's uh april 7th of 99 wow so it was a long time ago um the plot of it was of course the series main character geraldine antonia jerry blank played by of course amy sedaris was a junkie whore runaway returning to high school as a freshman at age 46 At the fictional Flatpoint High School, home of the concrete donkeys in the town of Flatpoint, Jerry ran away from home and became a boozer, a user, and a loser. After dropping out of high school as a teenager, supporting her drug habits through prostitution, stripping, and larceny, she has been to prison several times the last time because she stole the TV. Every, Every episode features a warped theme or moral lesson, and ends with the cast and other featured actors from the episode Dancing. The last episode features Flatpoint being turned into a strip mall because the show was canceled to make room for a TV show called Strip Mall. (laughs) Uh, It was, uh, you know, here it says, this is the Wikipedia page on it. here. It's uh, The series was first envisioned by Sedaris as a parody of after-school specials. While she was putting together a pitch for her series, her friends Paul... Danello and Stephen Colbert, fuck yeah, watched a bootleg copy of a sacred straight-type public service film called the St- the Trip Back. And I've, yeah, I forgot Colbert was involved in that. Uh, I love the old Colbert stuff, like the Colbert Report. Holy shit, I miss that when he was to do just be in character all the time. Uh, but uh, that was the Trip Back, uh, was in which the motivational speaker Flory Fisher recalled her days as a New York prostitute to a group of high school students. Seeing that Fisher strongly resembled their friend Amy Sedaris, they showed her a copy of the tape and, suitably impressed with Sedaris's imitation of Fisher, began developing series based around the idea of Fisher going back to high school herself. Much of Jerry's past is taken from anecdotes in The Trip Back, some of which are also in Fisher's autobiography, The Lonely Trip Back. Several lines of dialogue in the series were taken verbatim, from Fisher's Public Service Film. Sedaris, Colbert, Danello, and Rouse were cast members of the short-lived comedy Central Series, Exit 57. They, along with Greg Holliman and other stars of the series, were also alumni of Chicago's Second City, the Improv Comedy Troupe. Uh, well, it didn't say Improv or Comedy Troupe, but they do sketch comedy. That's what Second City does. A lot of uh, people go on from Second City, of course, and go on to... Uh, uh, SNL they either usually go from like, uh, the ground lanes in California or like second city in Chicago. That's the big two. And now of course, uh, UCB, They got, I guess in LA, New York is where a lot more, uh, most of like all the uh, people that end up on SNL the people that do, you know, sketch comedy and such and there. But, uh, Every script there was written by Sederis and Donello as a team, very occasionally working with a collaborator such as Rouse or Thomas Lennon. Fuck yeah, love me some Thomas Lennon. He was, of course, started out on The State, which did sketch comedy. And uh, the man is uh, Lieutenant J. Dangle in uh, Reno 911. He's, he does the new boot goofing. He's uh, known for wearing the shorty shorts and having a sweet, sweet stash with the shorty shorts. On Reno 911. Love me some Tom Lennon. Guy's written a lot of screenplays too, by the way. He's made a lot of money off screenwriting. Um, I am quite curious to look at the trip back here. See if I can find some YouTube on the trip back. I want to find some YouTube videos of that good, good, good stuff. <laughs> and see, maybe we could do like a side-by-side here and see what Sedaris's impression was of uh this this fisher girl, this woman that was a, a prostitute, I feel kind of bad about you know ma- mocking somebody that had this rough rough lifetime. I was watching uh people make fun of the uh Corey Feldman doc that uh was sort of released, and then just like it didn't end up getting released apparently got hacked and there was some financial problems uh they the people stole his i don't know crazy shit going on he made the movie uh my truth, the rape of the two Corys, or something like that. Um, Shelly sent me a, a link to, uh, some people on YouTube, uh, watching it and like, uh, commenting on it. And I was watching that and, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's some bad stuff. It, it does sound like I'm thinking Corey Feldman was like molested and shit when he was a kid. And, uh, but it also does seem like Corey Feldman is trying to uh, cash in off the whole thing, and he does really seem to <laughs> talk more about what happened to Corey Haim about it, and and not so much himself, and just like, oh yeah, this is, and just kind, he kind of paints Haim in a bad light from what I what I've gathered. Um, but again, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know Feldman personally, um, I would like to to see. Friday 13th Part 4 like sequel with uh, Jar- Tommy Jarvis in I don't know if Feldman would be the guy to be playing Jarvis again, but I know he wants to make uh, that happen. As I've read recent interviews, and he's excited to have the uh, Friday 13th lawsuit go away. Anyway, I digress. As I'm trying to kill time while I'm waiting for my laptop to respond to YouTube... And you know what? Fuck. I think I'm going to just have to pull this up my phone. This shit is fucking retarded. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's finally doing it here. I was going to look it up here. This is, uh, this is, damn it. Okay, I thought it was working. And, uh, it's still being a little bitch. Being a little bitch here, YouTube. Okay, we are looking for the trip back. The, no, no. Maybe, maybe I should. Um. Uh, pulled it up on my phone. It would work better. <laughs> there we go. Trip back PSA. Hopefully it's not too terribly long. I feel like it's going to be long stuff. 27 minutes. Son of a bitch. Um, this, is, this is a little bit of snippet of it. Hopefully it's a good one here. Let's. Hot the old sound up here and hopefully it's not a commercial well i'll pot it down we'll see here probably a commercial at the beginning dismiss i don't want your cable or whatever i don't want your youtube shit i don't want to pay for it
0: i'm afraid help me jail is not the answer no prison hospital is the answer.
1: Okay, I can of see it.
0: identification, and talking to people who have been there and been through it. That's the only way. You have to learn how to ask for help. People will help you, but this they can't does help you unless like they Sedaris know you need help. In the and they can't know you need help if you don't ask for it. Learn how to ask for help. You need it. It took me 23 years, but I learned how to ask for help. I was helped, and I'm trying to help you. Wherever she goes, Flory is interested in the comments and questions of young people who have heard her story. Here is a sample of some of the questions asked by these New York City teenagers and her answers. We'll answer your questions. Well, I have a question. Don't you think you're being a bit presumptuous with us? You, you're, uh, First of all, you said that you considered us hippies. What's your connotation for hippies? Because uh, I, uh, I don't think any of us are really hippies here. Well, <laughs> fine. I don't think My little catalyst here. You're playing devil's advocate, I love that. Well, I use the word hippie merely for the purposes of identification. What I was trying to say, I'll tell you exactly how it is. I was about 21 when I started using stuff. When I finally got into Synanon at the tender age of 46, I thought I was 21. You know, the false eyelashes, which I still wear, but I don't wear the mascara with it. I don't wear tight dresses. I wore dresses shorter than you kids. I really thought I was 21. My, my, Okay, I
1: think I get a, a feeling for the real woman. I'm just not getting any good stories. I want to hear about her prostitution and just, like, drug use. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the skirts. <laughs> Yep. This is Jerry Blank, Amy Sedaris' Jerry. Francesca, right. Francesca. Mm-hmm. And this, um, you know, you have a lot of avid
0: online fans out there that might be typing just like you're typing right now. Right, a lot of faggots. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, how's uh, your semester at Flatpoint Point High going right now? It's going now? pretty good. Seen a lot of guys, seen a lot of girls. Okay. Um, it's going all right. And you're like psyched to be back in the halls, hearing the bells ring and going from class to class. Have you made any new friends? No. And no new friends. How about, do you have any new pets? I don't have any pets right now, but I'm going to get something soon.
1: Maybe a three-legged cat? Crab. You need a, a three-legged cur- okay. cat.
0: <laughs> so, a well, what what's your favorite food? I like meatballs. That's I nice. I like ribs. I like uh, <laughs>
1: She's she's got the facial mannerisms down, and I guess if you watch the two. And I guess the voice is pretty close there. Uh <laughs> she's got this old school like keyboard. She's she's typing it on it looks like a Commodore sixty four. I guess this maybe like when the show first started, like her uh <laughs> uh us saying somebody watching her switch from the two character from herself to the character is pretty crazy, but I I guess I thought this was from the show, but I guess not. Not sure what's going on, what this clip is from. But uh maybe she's not even Yeah, I don't know. I don't sure what's going on. I thought that was from the show, Strangers with Candy. I remember it being a weird show. I'm pretty sure Tim Meadows is in there. It was uh <clears throat> Stephen Colbert is in there. I want like I was looking here. I could have swore that Tim Meadows was in it. I guess not. I'm not seeing... It's it's on Paramount Plus if you want to stream it, I guess. I don't have Paramount Plus, and I'm not paying for another fucking streaming service, you bastards. I guess I'm getting confused with some other show. I know Tim Meadows was in some shows like some high school faculty, but I guess he's not in this. It doesn't look like he's showing up in the... uh, Listed in the uh, the peeps here. Hmm. Colbert was uh, was in there though, Mister Colbert. And uh, it's re- man, it's still weird looking at. I'm just used to Amy Sedaris as that character in Strangers with Candy. It's so weird seeing her not in makeup now. You know, it's fine in Mandalorian because she's kind of got some weird stuff going on with that, but like. <laughs> Her weird facial, like if you look at, if you're unfamiliar with the show "Strangers with Candy," you just like look at pictures, or she's doing some weird shit with her face, and there's just a lot, of, a lot of craziness going on. And I'm just, that's what I have plastered in my head as uh, Amy Sedaris. She's also done a lot of voiceover work. She's in a uh, BoJack Horseman. Uh, <clears throat> looking at pictures here on IMDb, though, I was like what, what? That's she's she's a regular person. I'd like it. <laughs> I feel like there's after watching strangers with candy it doesn't seem like she's a real person she's like a caricature of a person it's uh <clears throat> she does look a lot like the real woman though from a trip back As, and when she was in strangers with candy she did uh it's freaking me out like looking at pictures of her like that uh if if i were to act in stuff though i'd totally go with like what she does like always go with like prosthetics and stuff I like wearing uh shit like that that's fun you know i feel like if you're gonna like you know pretend to be somebody else it's you know why not go all in go like put a fucking shave your head like uh wear a big (laughs) weird ear where it looks like your ears cut off or something you know like go go all out paint yourself blue do something do something exciting uh but uh yeah book a book a boba that uh, the Sedaris was in. That was a that was a great fucking episode, man. This last one it was Mando, fucking Mando. Love me some Pedro Pascal. Got to get more of that. Shiznutter. Uh, damn it! I'm still getting a lot of BS text messages from uh, fucking scammers these days. That's just a spam message, not a scam one. But uh, they're man, I keep getting these damn spam ones, and I've sent uh, one or two of them to AT&T because if you get a lot of, like, scam messages and stuff, spam, you can just uh, spam or scam. <laughs> and I know AT&T does, like, if you have AT&T, I'm sure every wireless carrier probably has this option, but you can forward the text message to them. They have a number. I don't know what the number is offhand for AT&T. On, shit, I can look that up real quick. There's... Uh, <clears throat> It's in my contacts list. Um Spam or Scam or Sam Summer Summer of Sam. It's uh, something like that. <laughs> Looking through here, it's like I've forgotten um that I have some of these people's phone numbers. Like, oh hey. I haven't talked to that, that person in a long time. Oh, there it is. Spam. Spam. It is seven seven two six is the number that you forward. AT and T scam messages too. Like holy shit! And I'm looking through. Like I still have. I still had the phone number for the Skellig Michael boat tours. Oh, I wanna, I wanna call that number. I wanna call that number so bad. Hook me up with another the tour of the Skellig Michael. It would be fantastic. It would be fantastic uh that would if i were to end up taking care of said uh, the cat i referred to earlier the tripod as it were uh <clears throat> or or any cat at this point um i think i would be better off getting a cat and knowing I, you know i have a good friend like megan and such if i were to ever somehow come up with the funds again to travel overseas for like a week or two feel like it'd be easier to have somebody come and check in on my cat than it would like a dog, you know, dogs I mean, they, they have to go shit outside they, you know, it's better for them to go get outside walk, shit, and all that good stuff, whereas a cat, you know maybe come over once or twice throughout the week and kind of clean out the litter box or something and, you know drop some food for them every day, whatever like, they're pretty pretty low maintenance so, you know Uh I'd want to get like a a brush to like brush them with, get rid of the fucking hair as I think I am slightly allergic to cats actually. But even though I like grew up with them and it didn't really bother me, I think I was just around them so much. I didn't notice the fact that I was like, Oh, this is why I have sinus issues. <laughs> it was like, just having a uh, Fox over here the other day, agent Mulder. Uh, <clears throat> I did uh the next day it was a little, uh, had a little little sinus things going on. The stuff was a little scratchy, a little scratchy. My eyes were a little, little, little scratchy. Throat a little, little ticklish there. Like something was tickling in the back. I was like, ah. I feel like it was because the the cat hair. I did uh, I did play with uh, Agent Mulder quite a bit there or Fox whatever. It would be awesome if that's like they named them something like that. the <laughs> cat it is. Uh, we'll just keep calling him that from, from hero nav. Whatever. Even if uh I find the family and I find out what the true name is, to me it's always gonna be Fox or Agent Mulder. That's that's what that kitty's name is. Uh <laughs> as I'm looking at my, my laptop here in the Firefox browser. It seems I love foxes too. I foxes are a bad idea for a pet, they're too smart, they'll fuck some shit up. They'll get out of your house. They'll they'll really like go through your house. <laughs> some people do keep them as pets though some people do Uh, they started really uh, doing that a lot in Russia and uh, I think most of the ones you can get as pets here are from like Siberia initially but I guess that's what happened with domestic cats too though is you know they were feral initially and then we just kinda fucked with them enough until they were just like oh hey I like people I like people let's hang out with people they feed me they feed me give me a a uh, a box with gravel in it to shit in. I am quite curious, like, uh, where, like, when did litter box become a a thing? When did, like, what was there was? A, I'm assuming there was some sort of evolution. I'm gonna look it up now, the history of the litter box. I am very fascinated by it. With uh, I th- think I forgot to mention, but the agent Mulder did end up shitting on my floor. I digressed too much in my story that I I forgot to mention. Like he did end up shitting on my floor because after I gave him some food, he was meowing a bunch, and uh, I gave him food and water. And I was like, well, <laughs> he's not hungry, <laughs> but he keeps meowing. I and he's like walking all over the place. I'm thinking he's looking for a litter box and sure enough, he shit on my floor and it smelled horrible. I almost puked. I cleaned it up. I thought he was trying to like look like he was trying to, you know, cover it with litter. And I I was afraid he's going to start like rolling it or put his paws in the shit. I was like, no, no, no. This is like, (laughs) don't, don't please. I'll clean the shit up. Just, just don't step in it or roll in it. And then like track it all over the house. That, That would be a real pain in the ass. Um, Here we go. This is uh, litter-robot.com. It is cat litter box history from sandbox to self-cleaning litter box. Um, Let's see here. Have you ever stopped to marvel at the cat litter box? This simple device allows cats a level of self-sufficiency that few other domesticated animals share. Yet, when we consider that cats were domesticated some 10,000 years ago, the litter box is just a recent leap in the evolution of feline bathroom habits. It wasn't until the invention of the self-cleaning litter box, though, that the domestication of cats was truly complete. Okay, okay, give us some leeway on that. Let's briefly examine the history of the cat litter box. Which, fun fact, some cats do use the toilet, so, I mean, who cares about a self-cleaning fucking litter box when you can just use the toilet? Fuck that. (laughs) Um, biological uh, instinct here. To begin, we need to appreciate the fact that cats instinctively know how to use the litter box. The biological drive to cover their waste likely stems from the ancestral need to avoid detection by predators. Masking their scent and tracks allowed wild cats to survive and thrive, spreading from the fertile crescent of West Asia into Africa, Europe, and finally North America. The smarter cats gravitated towards soft dirt or sand since this granular consistency made it easier to bury their waste. This is why cats are naturally attracted to to the feel of cat litter and know what to do once they feel it beneath their paws. The great outdoors life continued this way for cats for nearly 10 millennia. Cats were barely brought indoors instead serving as a as mousers on farms and ships and eventually in factories, although cats began to be accepted as house pets around the time of World War I. They generally lived outdoors, roaming neighborhoods freely. They used whatever was available as their bathroom, including forests, gardens, and sandboxes. The first traditional cat litter box. Uh, by the early 1940s, cat owners could go to a pet store and buy the EZ Clean Kitty Toilet. This kitty toilet was a paper lined enameled metal pan that came with an optional privacy screen. Oh, nice. It was filled with dirt as sand, ashes, or newspaper so feline family members could stay indoors. Unfortunately, the odor associated with the urine and feces was enough to drive many cats back outside by order of the humans in the household. And This is the accidental invention of clay litter that uh, uh, a happy accident ultimately paved the way for cats as mainstream indoor pets in 1947 Michigan businessman Edward Lowe was trying to market granulated clay as a nesting material for chickens. One cold January day, Lowe's neighbor uh, Kay Draper stopped by to ask if he had any sand available to use as cat litter. She was tired of her cat tracking ashes all over the house. Instead, Lowe handed her a bag of granulated clay and promptly forgot about the exchange. Two weeks later, Mrs. Draper showed up asking for more clay, and eventually so did her friends. The clay materials, uh, minerals, were capable of absorbing their weight in water, working far better than sand or ashes. Lowe decided to package and sell the product as kitty litter. Clay litter uh, became a necessity for cat owners for the ensuing decades, but as all things destined for greatness must evolve. So did the cat litter box. The 1980s brought about clumping litter. This new and improved type of litter heralded the next great invention due to define bathroom etiquette, the self-cleaning litter box. But uh, they're really trying to sell the self-cleaning litter box. I don't want to buy that. That thing just looks super expensive. Like, no, now I'm good. now I'm good. There's, uh, oh man, there's all kinds of Videos and shit. Uh, there's why why does cat pee smells so bad? It's the fucking ammonia and stuff in there, man. It's cat piss, and males use it to you know mark their territory. It's and it's for cheesing. If you're familiar with the South Park episode where they cheese, purposely have a male cat piss in their face so they can hallucinate, go to the world from the cartoon heavy metal. It's a fantastic episode. It's an older one, but good gooden. And no, I'm not trying to cheese when I'm thinking about possibly uh keeping a cat around. Don't don't I don't think that's possible. I mean, I've never really looked into it, but I don't think cheesing's a, a real thing. I, I've had cats and I've lived around lots of cats, though I've never let them piss in my face. I know that I never hallucinated when I smelled cat piss. Maybe I just didn't like have a full blast of it. Maybe it's a Jankum sort of thing. I'm not sure. I am i don't think I'm going to try it. Don't think I'm going to try it. Um, <laughs> but I think about good here is uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this baby up. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>